Hi everyone, I am Kat and I am an alcoholic. It is so awesome to be here tonight. Um, thank you to everyone um, for, for holding this meeting, um, for your service. Thank you to the newcomers um, that might be in this room. I know even though no one identified, that doesn't always mean that, um, you know, you're not, you're not coming up and taking a chip. So I just want to acknowledge if you're here and um, you're in your first year of sobriety, I commend you and please uh, stick around. You never have to feel the way, you know, that you may have felt while drinking. Um, and last but not least, I want to thank Frankie for asking me to open for her. Um, I've gotten the pleasure to know Frankie this past year and it's just, it's been, you know, incredible that I could grow this incredible relationship and learn from someone who's opened a spiritual path that I never would have found on my own. Um, she's also, I'm a big history nerd now. I don't know where that happened along in my sobriety, but um, Frankie is one of the first women in my home group, Wild Bunch. And um, yeah, she uh, had to deal with a lot of stuff that, you know, the women after her didn't have to. So um, thank you, Frankie. Um, so I'm going to share a little bit what happened, uh, what it was like, what happened, what it's like now. Um, and just so everyone knows, like, this is my experience, you know, um, if your story doesn't sound like mine, that's okay. Just try to, um, identify with the feelings I might mention. Um, there's also other people that have other stories that you may connect better with as well. So, um, what it was like for me, um, I grew up in Irvine, California. I was, um, you know, I remember thinking like I was an angry child and that's all I'm ever gonna be. And that's just how life is. I remember that from an early age. Um, my parents were abusive towards one another. So there was fighting in the house and I ended up being raised by my grandparents who are first generation immigrants from the Philippines. Um, yeah, I was very angry. I was the middle child. I was a little bit chubbier than my sisters. Um, and, you know, like, I was just so mad. Like, I was sure that, like, God dealt me a really bad hand. And, like, um, I don't know. I, I found alcohol at 11 years old. And none of that mattered anymore. I embrace like I no longer was the chubby girl I was no longer um that that girl whose house smells like ethnic food and no one wanted to come over I was not um I was not the low in like I didn't have money and like none of that mattered when I was drinking like it all just fell away all of a sudden I'm filled with um this crazy amount of energy and I'm confident and hilarious. I'm just like the most hilarious person ever. Um, and yeah, it, it really fixed things for a while. It did something for me. And um, that mental obsession, it started right away. Um, my sister is three years older than I am. So I saw her partying and, you know, going out and doing that thing in my mind every weekend, it was like, I couldn't wait to just um, party. And for part partying didn't mean the people. Partying meant the alcohol. That's what partying meant. 
it didn't, you know, if there was an occasion, I didn't care about the occasion, where's the alcohol? Um, so yeah, um, I was a troubled teen. I got in trouble with the law. I, um, got involved. I loved, uh, the wrong attention. I needed people to tell me my self-worth. Um, and that ended up leading me to my own abusive relationship, dropping out of college, um, homelessness, the whole shebang, you know, um, I'm, I, I don't want to get into the monologue. You guys know what it's like to be out there running and gunning, but, um, what stuck with me was when I was 16 years old, I had friends whose parents were, you know, getting them involved in adolescent rehabs. At the time, I, you know, and I was going to support them. You know, I was going with them because, like, I wanted to be there for my friends. And they actually took me to a Wild Bunch meeting at 16. Um, I didn't get sober till December 1st of 2017, but I remembered. I remembered that room. I remembered when they brought me there, it was a room full of, I thought they were the cool kids, right? That's how I kind of, the cool kids in my mind, they were laughing and smoking and they had leather jackets and they all kind of looked like Frankie, like tattoos. And I'm like, yeah, like, that's cool. That's like who I want to be. Like, when are we going to go drink? Like, they all got to be like, you know, going out afterwards, but no, they're completely stone cold sober. And I was like, that just stuck in my mind. And when I got sober at 23, I needed to go back to Wild Bunch. Like that's, that was my first experience in AA. That's, I, I'm pretty sure I thought that was AA at the time, but um, <laughs> uh, anyways, I go back there and, you know, I'm for the first three months, I don't ask for a sponsor even though I, I've heard that over and over and I don't recommend sitting in the rooms for three months and without a sponsor. Like if you're going to be there, might as well work some steps. The big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, the first 164 four pages is where we get the relief from our alcoholism. And, um, you know, once I jumped in to those steps with a sponsor and started working them, things started to change. Um, the grace, the dignity, the love, the um, constant, just I don't know like constant constant grace is what the women in the program showed me they picked me up and they carried me and they did more for me than just help me be relieved from the insanity of alcoholism they walked me through things like how do I get a restraining order against this abusive guy that I like I'm so scared of and he's driving me off the freeway like how do I do this and there were women there to walk me through all that. And, um, you know, through working the steps, I've gained so much peace, serenity, love, friendship, like everyone in my life is in the program, basically. I don't, I don't know. I don't question it just because like, why question it if it's good? Um, my boyfriend's in the program, he's leading another meeting in the next room. And I'm never been in a like healthier relationship in my life. Me and my mom are cool. Never got along ever. That is the biggest gift. I show up for my older sister who deals with mental health and um, someone in the program actually helped my older sister get well. Um, I lost my little sister to the disease three years ago. Oh my gosh. 
it's been eight years. Um, that's what trauma does to the brain. But um, I lost my sister to the disease of alcoholism. And, um, you know, I want to mention a huge part of my story is even though I had a year sober, I wasn't very happy. I had to seek some outside help. And, um, you know, if you're going to do this thing, you're, you're supposed to enjoy it. You're supposed to laugh. You're supposed to have fun because it is fun. And it is um so I also work Al-Anon now, which has also changed my life. Um, today, I, um, I love myself. I show up to my job on time. And I have um, spiritual experiences. They're not bright light, white light experiences all the time. But like things like my baby pug losing her first tooth, like that was a spiritual experience for me because like I had no empathy towards like animals before. And like this brought me to tears when my pug like started losing her teeth. Like I'm just, I feel differently today. And um, this program works if you work it. It's my sponsor says it's not for the people who want it or need it. It's for the people that do the work. And, um, you know, uh, I'm going to wrap it up here and say that um, keep coming back, you know, um, don't leave before the miracle happens. And I know these slogans and these sayings probably piss some people off from hearing them all the time, but they're true. Um, I would not have it any other way. I am grateful to be an alcoholic. I am grateful that I found a higher power of my own understanding. And um, thank you for letting me speak.